Hi and welcome or welcome back. This is the Harmonic Fuckery Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Napero, and today I'm going to talk about growing up as a closeted queer. Um, yeah, so this is going to be an LGBTQ plus episode, and I'm going to talk about my experiences, and maybe somebody can relate to what I'm saying, or maybe it can help you understand what life looks like for somebody who's queer or what life might look like, especially being a kid and a teenager. So yeah, I'm just going to get right into it. I think my earliest memories about um, having to like think about romantic and, and sexual orientation was that it was something that you didn't even have to think about because growing up in every single kids movie or like Disney movie, it was always clear that a guy and a girl would end up together and they would both be extremely attractive and it was clear from the beginning basically that as a woman when you grow up uh, you date men and you find your prince your one true love and then you get married and you have kids and there's basically no alternative to this i think that um kind of set set up this whole narrative that i um, grew up with and that was kind of hard to question later on. So that was the starting point and I think I'm just going to talk about my crushes or uh, maybe they weren't really crushes uh, throughout my time as a kid. So um, yeah, I'll just start out with elementary school. Um, so in elementary school I had like a big tomboy phase um, but I also want to add that I don't, I refuse to see that as an early sign that I was queer because fuck these stereotypes. Like, I don't, I truly don't think that me being a tomboy in the elementary school has anything to do with my sexual orientation. Like, fuck that whole idea. <laughs> but yeah, I had a tomboy face. I was really into motorcycles and soccer and, and I refused to wear anything pink or purple. And looking back now... I'm kind of wondering if that was already my internalized misogyny because I remember at that age feeling like I had to act like a boy to be taken seriously and for people to respect me and I felt like if I was girly people would not respect me and they would underestimate me and they wouldn't really see me for my achievements and I thought that little girls were just really embarrassing and I didn't want to be a little girl so I didn't just have this tomboy face I had this face where I felt like my soul was kind of more of a boy. Um, and it was really confusing. Now looking back, I didn't just have that face. I also had a really like stereotypically girly face where I was into princesses and everything pink and um, horses and all of that stuff and fairies. And yeah, um, so I had a lot of phases growing up but yeah the tomboy face was one of them and I'm now wondering if that was internalized misogyny or if that was really what I was into um I think maybe one explanation is that when I was a kid I was way closer with my dad than my mom and my dad had very stereotypically masculine interests like motorcycles and hockey and action movies so maybe that was, was what inspired my tomboy face because I was just really inspired by my dad but whatever. Um, what also happened at that age was that I felt very drawn, weirdly, to 
like douchebag boys from my class. Uh, I'm talking about the boys who always get negative attention, who get into physical fights with other kids, um, or who constantly argue with the teachers, who never like play by the rules, who always uh, get a lot of yeah negative attention. And I felt weirdly drawn to them and fascinated by them, but I never get, got any attention from them. So the dynamic was kind of like I was this little, little fangirl and just uh, kind of, yeah, looking at them from far away and thinking, wow, they're so cool. I wish I could be like that because I grew up kind of shy. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> and when I felt that way about these boys, I kind of randomly in elementary school... Um, decided to have crushes on them which sounds really strange and it is really strange because there weren't any real romantic feelings I just had this idea in my head of as I said from all these movies and books and everything that when you grow up and when you get older you have to get crushes on men or in that case boys um, yeah so hey uh, decided to have crushes on them it was all very calculated it wasn't really based on like real romantic feelings. The only feelings I really felt was like admiration and being kind of intimidated by them. And I guess I just got some sort of kick out of like, quote unquote, having a crush on like the dangerous bad boys. Um, so that was when I first defined myself as somebody who has crushes on people and who has crushes specifically on boys. Uh, but there were also like certain girls that I was very fascinated by and I felt like way closer to them and way more connected to them than I, than I did to those bad boys <laughs> because um, these girls were actually within like my reach they were actually um, people that I hung out with and that I um, yeah I don't know played games with and all that stuff so it was always like boys were like far away and intimidating and um yeah just these douchebags but I decided to have crushes on them but girls were way more yeah realistic for me to to spend time with but I kind of didn't appreciate them I thought that being girly was kind of embarrassing and then um I'll just jump to fifth grade because that's when a lot of things happened I would say that fifth grade was my first gay awakening um that I didn't really accept, but uh, we'll get to that later. So in fifth grade, I was taking hip hop dance classes and sometimes in this dance studio, we would get posters of famous artists for free um, because they used those posters to decorate the studio. And when the posters were kind of old and they wanted new ones, they would give away the old ones for free. So um, yeah, I got my hands on, on some posters and one of them was of the Pussycat Dolls. Um, <laughs> and it was from the, if you know anything about the music um, that the Pussycat Dolls made, then you would probably know their album Doll Domination. And from that era, um, yeah, that's where this poster was from. And I think it was the same photo as on the album cover, where uh, the entire girl group, they were all on motorcycles and their underwear looking super hot and I put that poster on my wall in my room 
And I don't know, looking at this poster made my body feel very funny, but I had no way of really identifying what it was, what that weird feeling was. And <laughs> I looked at specifically Nicole Scherzinger, like she was this goddess with like a perfect body and I pretty much worshipped her and I don't know, <laughs> it was really strange and I definitely had to make it a point to constantly reassure myself like this is just because I want to look like her when I grow up this is nothing else I'm just like she's just somebody who I admire but I, I think that at that point there was something else there because um, at that same um, yeah in that same time period in my life in fifth grade there was a bit of a plot twist one day um, on my way to school because there was this girl who was one of my best friends and we'd always take the bus to school together. And so one day I was sitting across from her on this bus and I had this intense urge to kiss her just out of nowhere. I mean, uh, I liked her a lot as a friend and I was always super excited about spending time with her. But this urge to kiss her just caught me completely by surprise and it scared the shit out of me. I didn't act on it, whatever, you know, I just <laughs> suppressed it. And I have to add, um, for you to really understand why this was such a big deal to me, it's because being gay was kind of used as an insult in my school. Whether you were calling a boy gay for not being quote-unquote manly enough, or you would call girls gay if you actually just wanted to tell them that the, you thought they were ugly, like that was used as a synonym, like if you thought a girl was ugly or didn't take care of her appearance, you would just call her a lesbian. That was a thing that we did at my school. So there was a lot of stigma around specifically being a girl who likes other girls. So I definitely didn't want to be one of them and didn't want to be part of that demographic. So I completely suppressed that side of me and kind of forced myself to only be into uh, other boys from then on and Again, like I did in elementary school, like kind of deciding in a very calculated way, like this is who I have a crush on now. <laughs> so yeah, that was, I, I'll, I'll get a little bit more into this whole thing about like around fifth grade, because I think it's really interesting also what happened with boys at that age. So around fifth and sixth grade, a lot of other things also happened with boys. So in fifth grade, I was kind of bullied at school by boys and some of it, like most of it was just teasing and I think it just happened because we only had six boys in our class and they all sat together um, and I was the only girl sitting next to a boy. So I was like an easy target because they wanted to tease whatever girl they could talk to and I was sitting next to one of them. So of course, just out of practical reasons, it was me who was the target. And I don't think, I, in hindsight, I really blame this boy who sat next to me for teasing me because I think that was just his way of making conversation and trying to make a connection. And we were all just starting to hit puberty, so no hard feelings. Like, I mean, of course, it's not okay that boys at that age are being told or taught or modeled that they should just, like, tease and bully girls to make an impression but um yeah I don't think it was his fault at that point because he was also just a kid um yeah so the teasing and like making my social awkwardness the punchline of some jokes wasn't really that bad 
but there was one instance that really impacted me in a different way and that was when this other guy in my class tried to bully me in front of the entire class and it just hit different you know so it was re class and part of my class was atheists some were protestants and some were catholics and i was in the catholic group so we were split into groups depending on our religion and um, we were also like the the classes were like mixed so there were also kids from other classes who also were catholic and we were put in one big re class and um, that class was really hard for me because i was very shy and i was in this group with lots of other students from other classes that i didn't know but they all knew each other so i was kind of on my own and as I said, I was already very shy as a person and very socially anxious. So in this class, I never really participated in any class discussions. I never raised my hand to say anything in this RE class ever. And uh, the teacher was like constantly like threatening to give me a really bad grade because he said I needed to participate in the class discussions or else he would give me like a really bad grade. So I felt extremely uncomfortable in this setting. I felt under a lot of pressure and I felt like I couldn't really do anything to make my situation better because yeah, I was just very socially anxious. And then in this setting that was already so uncomfortable and anxiety inducing for me, a guy from my class who, um, he just didn't want the class to start. He just was trying to kill some time so we wouldn't have to learn that much material that day so he just randomly got up and started talking shit but this time it wasn't just random stuff it was about me he just uh, got up and looked at the other students there and started to insult me and i ne never even talked to this boy in my entire fucking life like we didn't know each other at all we weren't friends but we also hadn't been in a fight or anything we just didn't know each other and he was just going on and on about what a fucking loser i was and how I only had good grades because I had no friends and no hobbies and I was so pathetic and how he was so glad that he wasn't like me, etc, etc. And uh, what was also really hard about this is that the teacher just did nothing because he already didn't like me because he thought I was like refusing to participate in his class or that I was like lazy or disinterested when really I just had massive social anxiety. Um, so this teacher didn't help me and he didn't really say anything. And he kind of almost sided with this boy who was bullying me. And I personally, I just froze and said nothing because I just couldn't um, because of my anxiety. Like I didn't, I couldn't remember how to open my mouth and say something. And I felt like even if I opened my mouth, I would, my like my, my voice would tremble and I would just embarrass myself basically. So there was this boy who didn't even know me telling everybody how pathetic I was. And there was this grown-ass man who's supposed to be the responsible adult in the scenario. And he didn't do shit to help me. So that was fucking traumatizing. And I guess... Uh, yeah. <laughs> guess what? Oh god, this is so embarrassing. Guess what I decided a year later? Like, you know my pattern from elementary school. Guess what I decided a year later when we were in sixth grade? I decided that I had a crush on this boy. Yay! <laughs> The, the boy who completely humiliated and emotionally traumatized me in front of the entire class, I decided I had a crush on him, just like I did in elementary school with like these bad boys who always get, got into fights. And I held on to that crush for, I think, five years. I was terrified of this guy and I had no intention of ever like kissing him or dating him or being his girlfriend. 
I'd just been like emotionally abused by him once for no reason and just decided that he was my crush now. So I felt like this strong emotional reaction, this anxiety I had around him and like feeling intimidated by him. And I just like in just like in elementary school, I decided he was my crush now. Uh, so that was not fucking healthy. And uh, later when I was already like, quote unquote, in love with him and we sat pretty close to each other in French class in eighth grade, the guy was like, he did terrible things. He like borrowed my exercise book and draw swastikas in it just for fun. And it was my exercise book. So um, for those of you who don't know, swastikas are like illegal symbols in Germany. Like you can't have them anywhere. It's actually a crime to have swastika symbols. And he just drew it on my exercise book. So it would be my problem. Uh, yeah. And he also completely objectified and catcalled my friend who sat next to me in that class. And he also like used me. He knew that I had a crush on him, I think. And he used me to just like copy homework and not have to make any effort himself and to get free food during the breaks. So he was constantly asking me for food. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What a terrible guy. I mean, I've forgiven him now because that was just him going through puberty, being fucking hormonal most of the time, probably. But why the fuck did I ever tell myself I was attracted to that? Right? Why did I keep telling myself that for five fucking years, yeah, that I was like in love with him? That makes no sense. And if you look at this story at a surface level, you might think, okay, that was just puberty. It was messy. I get it. But he was your first love, basically. Isn't that kind of cute? You might think that. But I'm now at a point in my life where I'm like heavily questioning that. Like, was I ever in love with this guy? I didn't know him. And there was nothing about him that made me feel like fuzzy and warm and like I had the butterflies. There was just anxiety and trauma and that was it. So no, I don't think he was like my first love or my first crush uh, in hindsight. But yeah, I kind of needed this crush to reassure myself that everything was fine, at me, fine with me. That like I wasn't this lesbian abomination of a human being, that I was doing kind of okay. Because at this point, around like 8th or even ninth grade, so many other girls were having their first kiss and their first boyfriend and I wasn't experiencing that. And as I told you before, in media, as a kid, there's always this heteronormative um, narrative that when you grow up, you kind of have to find like your prince and your one true love. And that's just what you do when you grow up. And that's a sign that you're cool and that you're like the main character of, of a story. Um, yeah, so I wasn't experiencing those things like first kiss or first boyfriend so I felt like I needed to at least have a crush on a guy to validate my own straightness and to validate that I was normal and you know fun fact uh, remember that girl that sat next to me in French class that was constantly like harassed and objectified by this guy she was the entire time the one who I really had romantic and sexual feelings for like, she was my new Nicole Scherzinger that I worshipped like a fucking sex goddess. And um, she was the one who I actually had the urge to kiss and touch and hold hands with. <laughs> uh, she was actually my friend and we watched horror movies together sometimes. And one time, when it was like really spooky, she grabbed my hand and it felt fucking amazing. <laughs> um... But again, yeah, I suppressed that feeling because I thought lesbians were like fucking monsters and I didn't want to be this disgusting creature that I thought lesbians were. So yeah, that was 
next part of my story and then I guess I'll make the rest of this story pretty short because like the topic of this episode is like growing up as a closeted gay and the next thing that I really remember is actually in like 10th grade or something 10th or 11th grade actually coming to terms with the fact that I feel attracted to girls and coming out as bisexual to different friends at that time I had like a completely different social circle at that time and it felt safe to say something and I actually got some neutral or even some good reactions to it so that was pretty good so I came out as bisexual and now I'm at a point where I don't really know what to call myself what label to use I don't know if I should call myself bisexual or queer or maybe I'm just a lesbian I don't fucking know but I can get into the whole thing about compat in another episode um, because I think it's a very interesting phenomenon like not knowing like am I actually into men or has it just have I just been brainwashed by society and media to think that the default is for me to be into men you know I actually have no idea um <laughs> There are some reasons why I believe I'm maybe really only into women and there are some reasons why I think I might still also be into men. And as you saw and as you heard in this episode, there is a lot of trauma attached to having crushes on boys and having crushes on men in my life. So I don't know how much of that is just like trauma bonding bonding, or if I actually could have healthy romantic and sexual feelings for a man. I have no idea, but I can get into that at some other point in the future. So yeah, I hope that this was interesting to you. Um, thank you for listening. This episode was brought to you by my endometriosis pain because I've been, yeah, just sitting around today and laying in my bed and uh, having cramps. So that's fun. <laughs> I hope you learned something new or enjoyed the story or maybe you could relate yeah thank you for listening see you next time bye